So, this is a critical race theory podcast. And I've decided I can't just keep my mouth shut anymore. I have to say something. And I have to say something because (laughs) reporters, regardless of their political spectrum, and academics, regardless of their political spectrum, mostly get it wrong. There are very few people out there who actually understand what critical race theory is. And that includes dumb fuck progressives and dumb fuck conservatives. And as a progressive, I have a real problem with dumb fucks. Which you might know from my other podcasts. Dumb fucks are people who choose to remain ignorant about something in order to perpetuate an idea or ideal that they don't understand and they constantly get wrong. Now, I do know quite a few people who are getting it right. And one of them is my friend who listens to this podcast. And so, hey buddy. Now, the problem is, and I've seen a lot of, of academics do this, they're starting to refer to it in ways that are, you know, I don't, I don't even know what the word is to use. They're referring to critical race theory and trying to apply it in ways that are absolutely ignorant and lacking of any form of legitimacy. I know there's a word out there to describe what they're doing. I just can't think of it right now. And more and more and more, it's because of the phrase, hello, Target. Target's a A kid, he was abandoned, and I've been taking care of him. By the way, abandonment is abuse. Neglect is abuse. Don't abuse. Don't abuse a life. Anyway. The title and phrase created by the person who claimed to develop critical race theory is ignorant and bullshit to begin with. And it has given a weapon to anybody who wants to manipulate or change history. See, the the woman who quote-unquote developed critical race theory didn't develop shit. The program that she calls critical race theory was already a school program when I went to school in the 80s. It was developed in the 70s. And it had no 
name that I can find or remember. They were a series of laws and actions that were passed within the Department of Education and Congress to ensure that history books did not perpetuate false or misleading ideas about things like slavery. And yeah, back in the 70s and 80s, the only people who fought against it were Republicans and a handful of conservative Democrats who were in the red states. Republicans like Strom Thurmond. Do any of you know who Strom Thurmond is? If you're too young to know who that man is, you have no voice in this discussion. Unless you actually know who that man is. I want to make that clear. Strom Thurmond, who had a black daughter, was a racist, segregationist, cunt. And he led the Republican Party for decades. And to all the Republicans say, well, you was a Democrat first. Yeah, he was a Democrat until they ended segregation. And then he was a Republican. And he recreated, and it really was under his direction, he recreated the Republican Party and led it into anti-black, anti-Hispanic, racial politics, along with the man who would later run President Reagan's campaign. It's called the Southern Strategy. And they ran their campaigns on it, verbatim, according to the, uh, uh, to the leaked video of that, of that asshole talking about exactly how to beat and beat down minorities and maintain a strong southern, white southern position for the Republican Party. And to all the Republican friends out there that I have, if you're listening to this and you don't acknowledge it, you're part of the racist problem here. And while I love you, because, I mean, if you're my friend, I care about you a lot, you have got to open up your goddamn eyes. I'm sorry I swore at you, but you've got to open up your eyes. You've got to look at the people you support. And you need to understand the concept of racial and racist politics. So, this concept of teaching civil rights in school, of having programs that are on national standardized tests that require ch children to learn about Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., that require children to learn about segregation and why it was defeated by the Supreme Court, that require children to learn that about how slaves were not happy and dancing and singing in the fields was being fought by Republicans every day in Congress under quote-unquote 
states' rights. We should teach our children our own history. In other words, lie in the textbooks. And when that didn't work, Republican businessmen, and they were all Republican, started gaming the school system through Texas by changing which textbooks were purchased in huge quantities. And those textbooks would be produced to such a degree that they would fund their production and reduce the cost in order to entice other states to purchase those same textbooks under cost. It was a very vulgar and nasty little uh, tactic that arguably is still being run today. But thanks to a lot of national standards, uh, it's not as successful as it was in the 80s where there were still textbooks that managed to slip through the system talking about the happy slaves in the fields. Children who learned from those textbooks started failing national tests. Or at least the portions that discussed history and civil rights. And Republicans used that as a rallying cry to try and change the system. And they still do try and refer back to this. It's just that lately we've had uh, bigger issues and, and more vulgar issues with uh, uh, Trump. But a lot of these issues were still going on when Bush was president. And it's all about the Southern strategy. It's all about talking about happy slaves in fields. And it's all about this level of ignorant bullshit that the Republican Party alone, excepting for like blue dog Democrats. It's really the Republican Party that is hitting this. And it's race baiting. It's racist. And it's all for uh, government, you know, government and political control. By trying to get the white southerners a racist of the racists of this country to sign on to their bullshit. If you disagree with any of this, you might as well just not follow my podcast, except for the food casts and the entertainment casts. This is what happened when I was growing up. And a lot of these academics have their heads in the sand or can't even think back five years. So they don't even know what happened or has happened. And what was being taught in school when I grew up and when my sister grew up is the dictionary definition of what this woman thought she created when she coined the phrase critical race theory. I don't know why she did it. I don't know if it was because she needed a paper published. Because schools require academics to publish papers on a regular basis. But not only was her paper and, uh, and her, uh, her project here, just going to call it her project, a carbon copy 
of the educational program that was that was implemented in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> but she decided to really fuck up by naming it words that she doesn't understand. Which is common in academics. To give you a little background, I'm not just, I'm not hating on all academics. But I worked for, an, as an anthropologist and archaeologist for 16, well, 15, 15 years. 15 on and off years. And I'm still, quote unquote, working with dad to a degree, you know, his archaeological firm. Uh, his he, he worked hard to make his archaeological firm number one in our area. And when I say area, I mean three states. Um, the biggest obstacle to history and knowledge are academics. Armchair academics. Let me, let me clarify that. Armchair academics. Obviously, if you're working in computer science, there's only one place to work. With a computer, as an academic. Uh, that's where a lot of the advancements are made. Uh, I mean, the private sector likes to take shortcuts, so they don't really make the too many advancements in terms of uh, computer evolution and work and thought. But when, you, when you're dealing with stuff, stuff like history and social sciences, if you are sitting on a chair in a chair every day of your life without going out there dealing with real people, a real history. And I don't mean digging. I mean reading what non-academics produce. Dealing with agencies like the Bureau of Land Management. Um, stuff like that. Going out in the field to survey, to catalog, and understand where, you know, like projectile points, monos, matates, um, what kind the development, square, flat, portable, um, different points. If you're not doing the actual fucking research, you are useless to that world. You stick to dogmatic theories that date back to the Victorian era. Some of them from Britain. You cause problems for actual understanding of human evolution, migration, etc., etc., etc. You are basically a historical scumbag. Because you repeat bullshit and you don't have an ounce of knowledge about what you're fucking speaking about. I can't tell you how many reports that we had to file with the BLM correcting some dumb motherfucker who was an academic or tenured professor who thought he knew what he was talking about by theorizing and making up bullshit that didn't match any of the evidence in the field. Or perpetuating bad history like humans became upright to see over the tall grass. There was no intermingling between the American Indian tribes. 
oh, the Athabascans were never there. They never had any contact with the people. Any, any sort of evidence is an anomaly. This is shit that is getting worse today because of a bunch of stupid little pieces of crap that come right out of college and get hired by giant archaeological firms who wind up getting on the take for oil companies and gas companies. They perpetuate what dumb fuck academics say in order to allow for the destruction of sites. Because if you don't challenge what a dumb fuck academic says, you could just say, Oh, well, this academic says this, so we're going to sign off on it. And uh, there was, there, there's likely no evidence out there in the field. We did a little walk around, found nothing. So they can go ahead and destroy, uh, or they can go ahead and plant their oil pad out there. They wind up destroying the entire fucking area. And there are dozens of sites. This is the danger that dumb fuck academics present to the world. And this is where I have a real fucking problem with anyone in the social scientists, the sciences, like this woman, who develops terms without understanding them and claims ownership over a process of education that's been around for how many decades is now? Five fucking four, four fucking decades. Four fucking decades. At least four to five. So let me describe what my problem with critical race theory is. So first of all, as I went to depth, this woman stole an idea that already exists. That's the first problem. She doesn't even fucking know it. Apparently she doesn't. Now, uh, supposedly she refers back I'm going to give her the benefit of that. I'm going to say she, she doesn't know. She refers back, but doesn't know. My gut tells me that uh, she stole something that she heard without actually knowing what the fuck it was. Because that's really what modern academics have been doing. You know, perpetuating ideas and taking credit for ideas that aren't really theirs without actually knowing what those ideas are. And I'll tell you why I don't think that she really understands any of it. Critical race theory, as a title, those words actually mean something in the social sciences. They actually mean something. First of all, a theory is absolutely something that can be tested specifically with the social sciences. There's no theory of guidelines. You can have computer, th well, even in computer theory, um, it's something that's tested and implemented uh, in order to resolve certain issues. A lot of people don't know what testing means in terms of theories. Testing means you take a theory and you evaluate what part of the theory is true, such as people becoming upright based off of looking for predators over tall grass.
That's a theory. And you test it by evaluating the migratory patterns, the type of plant life, and develop, human development of that era of, you know, or that stage of human development across the world. And you find out that tall grass is only in, what, 50% of places that humans were. And then you find out that in regards to biology, human, or just evolution, does not work in that fashion. Continually standing up does not change the DNA in your reproductive organs. So you have to use a number of sciences. You have to use geology, you have to use biology, uh, human, you know, animal biology, plant biology. And um, genetics. That's how you test a theory. And what do you know? Find out that that theory, which was created by the Victorians and promoted through every fucking archaeological institution for even to today by some people. We're talking over a century. Every time that theory is tested, the evidence says it's fucking bullshit. And anyone who says it should have their tenure removed and they should be kicked out. Period. They're dumb fuckers who make shit up or believe whatever anybody tells them to believe without questioning it. Dumb motherfuckers. Now I've tested that theory out and it comes out to be true. Because any dumb motherfucker who's an academic who says that shit to me and tries to promote it to me, every single fucking one of them is a fucking idiot when it comes to understanding anything about anthropology, the history of the world, and how reports and anal analysis work. Every fucking one of them. I keep testing it, and it keeps coming up true. They repeat something that they read or heard once, because, well, this was from a distinguished gentleman, and, and this was, and he heard it from them, and it survived for a hundred years, so it must be true. Kind of like those ignorant motherfuckers who promote phrenology. That's exactly what we're talking about here. So she uses the word theory in an educational process. There's no, no form of testing that can be applied. Now I understand that my friends, uh, what my friend was saying to me, and uh, he's a good person, incredibly intelligent, uh, incredibly intelligent academic. I just wanna make sure people know I'm not shitting on all academics here. I'm really only criticizing and expressing my hate toward certain types of academics, certain fields. He said, well, theory just really 
is talking about the process with nothing really to test. I understand that argument, but that is not how, and as I politely explained to him, that's not how theory is used in social sciences. And I, the problem is, a lot of academics, especially in social sciences and other sciences, like to try and express an idea, call it a theory, because certain journalistic publications will only publish theories. I'm sorry if there is an odd cut here. Um, I was interrupted. So, uh, maybe I'm repeating myself, and I'm sorry about that. And let's continue. So basically what happens is a lot of academics are misusing theory in order to get their work published because a lot of journals refuse to publish anything but theory, especially pay-to-play journals. So what these academics do, they create a guideline or a system. They say, oh, it's this, this, and this. Uh, here's my... Here's my statement of testing and evaluation, and there's no actual functional test based off of the paper or methodology that they promote. All it is, is a fucking monologue. A proposal. There's nothing theoretical about it. So because it's, it's they say it's a theory, but it can't be tested, they wind up slipping through the cracks in terms of evaluation. And it prevents a lot of fight back or blowback. It's a really cowardly tactic that I have no respect for. Because it's how these academics manage to get their papers through without correction or criticism and that's critical to their job institutions will fire and even remove tenure from people who produce papers that are subject to correction and error finding and that is especially true with theoretical papers you produce a theory if it gets corrected or error found, institution will say, why the hell are you doing this? You know, what are we paying you for? You've got X amount of papers and there's nothing that can come of it. You know, you haven't produced anything that anyone has agreed upon. We see all of these corrections and these errors that are found by people much smarter than you. Why are you at this institution? So they fire them or they suspend them, or they reduce their pay, or any number of things. But if you produce a paper that you call a theory, not only can you present it to your academic, or the heads of the, of the academic institution where you work, but if there's no theory to be tested, it's a safe harbor where you avoid repercussions for getting something wrong.
Now, I understand that there are academics out there who will argue with me about what's going on. There are a lot of academics I've run into who do this scheme who argue with me about what's going on. This is going on. It's been going on for a couple decades. It's gotten worse in the last 15 years, specifically. I know it because I'm 42 years old and working as an anthropologist and working with institutions, dealing with them, dealing with assholes uh, in the academics and, and other private businesses, uh, even from arm's length through other people or just seeing other people deal with them. I've watched this process to go down. I've seen how these institutions handle their, uh, uh, a lot of their professors. And I've seen and been instructed by the very professors that abuse this process. Now, is this subject to everybody in every school? No, it's not subject to everybody in every school. It's another reason why a lot of people out there, including academics, will say, it's not what happens. We don't do that. Yeah, there's some schools out there that are fucking decent, right? There's some uh, professors out there that are fucking decent. They don't, their jobs won't rely on this. A lot of schools don't make people's jobs rely on this. The higher up the food chain you go, the higher the money, the more the prestige you need to get to another institution, the more you will find this process. You know, at lower levels and whatnot, it doesn't fucking matter because institutions, even with somebody making 160000 a year, you know, which is a very nice paycheck for a professor, even somebody making that amount may not come across the pressure and the um, abuse that the system visits upon people who don't get quote-unquote, um, positive uh, feedback or positive uh, promotion for the school. Because that's how schools view papers from their professors. Positive uh, promotion for the benefit of the business of the school. And that's why you'll see professors trying to game the, game the system and then it trickles down so people abusing the word theory trickles down and enters into this discourse of, well, we changed the word theory. No, you fucking didn't. You're using the word theory in terms of an abusive, vulgar system that requires testing and peer review and all that other shit. So you escape the peer review by creating a, a false facade of a theory. And then you promote the paper as being accepted. So it causes a real problem in real sciences, in re, especially in social sciences, where you have to test a theory. And theory testing happens all the time in social sciences. Now, there are a lot of people out there that say, would you test in social anthropological sciences? I just told you how you test them. 
I just told you that there are theories that are to be tested. They are real fucking theories. So when you diminish the word of theory, when you're talking about a social science, and social anthropology is what we're really talking about here. When you diminish it, you harm the entire science. And this woman diminished it by having the word theory and something that's not a theory but a process. And I don't care what her excuse is. You know, even after talking with my friend, and I understand everything my friend was arguing, I understand his position. I understand his desire to protect this woman because, in a lot of ways, because this woman is continuing ideas that are essential to society. She fucked up. And her fuck up not only has harmed the definition of theory, but it has also created a dialogue where people are now testing her theory, which is technically untestable. And I'm seeing it with reporters who are progressive and Republican. I'm seeing it a lot. And last night, in fact, that's the reason why I started recording this podcast. Last night I saw a quote-unquote progressive reporter saying, let's test the theory of critical race theory. And yet it's an untestable process. It's not a fucking theory. By opening up an untestable process to theory testing, they have handed a win over to the racist, conservative Republicans who dig down deep into the Southern strategy because they are now allowed to provide their evidence of happy slaves in the field. And guess what they're fucking doing? They're doing just that. In fact, I saw a phrenologist, a fucking phrenologist, one, I only saw one. So maybe it won't be a trend. I saw a phrenologist decide to test critical race theory with his facts. For those of you who don't know what phrenology is, that's the study of skulls. Claiming that the skull shape determines intelligence, aggressive behavior, and development. And the problem with phrenology is that in terms of physical anthropology, it's only true when determining the stages of human uh, thing from like Homo you know, uh, Homo sapiens, Neanderthal, to Homo sapiens, sapiens, right? That's the only time where you can determine anything through skull. And even then, it looks like the Neanderthals were as intelligent as the other Homo sapiens groups during their period of existence. And they intermarried. So how effective is phrenology? About, um, out of out of scale of one to 10, about 0 0.5. It can only tell you one thing. The evolution of man. The evolution of ethnic groups. It cannot tell you intelligence. It cannot tell you um, compassion. It cannot tell you uh, anger problems. 
Can I tell you a fucking thing? <laughs> Some people try and argue, well, we use skulls to determine that in prehistoric animals and what? No, no, no. You don't really do that. See, phrenology is the examination of bumps. And the human skull on the interior, for thousands of years, has been pretty much unchanged. When you see somebody talk about a skull with an alligator, say, well, this shows that he was aggressive. It's because the skull is one vastly different and the interior of the skull focuses on uh, the medulla oblongata, if I remember correctly, right? Allowing for overdeveloped, which is what controls, uh, you know, the chemicals like adrenaline and whatever that inspire anger and, what all, and all that crap. That, that shit is nowhere near com comparable to human skull study, real human skull study in humans and our development. And yet this phrenologist, because of the word theory, because a lot of progressives decided to test the theory, because a lot of conservatives decided to test the theory, which is absolutely the definition of the word when used in social sciences to test a, th a theory of development and social interaction, because she misused that word, likely for purposes of gaming the system, whether or not she realized it. She has opened the door to all these happy slave in the field arguments, uh, phrenology arguments, and uh, segregation was actually equal arguments. All the shit that Strom Thurmond believed and fought for when trying to fight against educational changes in our system. And the only reason why he lost those battles, although may, he put up a really hard fight, the only reason he lost those battles is because they didn't title it a fucking theory. Now, critical race theory, which is hardcore under attack, is losing battles in, in a big way down south. I mean, the Scopes trial. That wasn't that long ago. 1925, Scopes was put on trial for teaching evolution instead of the Bible. Nineteen twenty-five. It's not even. It's it's like ninety-four fucking years ago, or ninety-six years ago. Nineteen twenty-five, ninety-six years ago. That's one, maybe two generations. Your grandpa or great grandpa was alive during that time, and your grandpa or great grandpa, regardless of your of your ethnicity may have actually been fighting against Darwinism. That's how close to losing real knowledge and real science that we are today. And this woman who decided to misuse terms has contributed greatly to the destruction of our education 
because she chose to misuse a word that has real and true meaning in social sciences. It's not just a minor issue. She misused a word and that word is being used in hundreds of attacks that I'm viewing on Facebook and Twitter and in the, in the television and, and everything else. And it's absolutely fucking terrible that she did this. Now, when I, when I first examined this issue, I first looked at it and tried to figure out what the fuck is going on. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it took me, it took me two days to figure out the exact purpose of critical race theory and what exactly she was going for. Two fucking days because everyone ranging from progressives to conservatives, like 60% of all progressives are getting it wrong and almost 100% of all conservatives are getting it wrong. A lot of them are getting it wrong intentionally to dismantle it. And it all focuses around the entire title. Theory's the big one. And when I first found that out, all I could think of was this woman needed to be fired. But that was probably too harsh. She certainly needs to come forward and explain her fucking title in a real way. Was she gaming the system? If she was gaming the system, absolutely she needs to be fired. If she refuses to admit that she took it from something that was already implemented in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, she certainly needs to be fired because that's fucking plagiarism. She's claiming it as her own unique theory. And that's a violation of every single ethics guideline for any academic. It doesn't dismiss the importance of the actual subject matter. But it focuses on a woman who turned the subject matter into something that's defeatable and that's a clear and present danger to everything academic. The other problems with the title are misuse of the word race. She created that title to be antagonistic. Or she has no clue about the subject matter in which she teaches or evaluates or wherever the fuck she does. Race is inseparable from history, social and political history. You can't separate it. There's no such thing as white people oppressing black people just because they're black. When white people oppressed black people and enslaved them, it was because of money and power. And white people had centuries of practice doing it to themselves. for money and power. And to claim that it's just about race, to put it in there, which is essentially what she's doing. 
by putting the word race in the title. She's either being disingenuous toward what she's trying to promote or she's being unintelligent. Or she's being antagonistic. Considering what she wrote is the framework for education that I grew up with. It's hard to imagine that she's an idiot. So we have a term here where she created it to explicitly be um, antagonistic or to try and distract people from the content of her paper, whatever you want to call it. There's literally no other explanation. And that's the second problem with it. You can't teach, teach race because race is a construct that has no meaning outside of the color of a person's skin. You have to teach sociology, you know, social studies. You have to teach history and you have to teach politics. Uh, the problem is race in and of itself does not mean sociology, social studies, um, politics, or history. You know, you could also get into the psychology of race. And, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like sociology. Uh, but, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a word that has no contribution to the title. And when you're making a paper, your title has to match the contents. Otherwise, you're creating a bait-and-switch issue. And then there's the term critical. Critical has a real meaning. Critical uh, is used in anthropology and archaeology. And she 100% misused the term. Critical means to make a judgment. You are making a judgment. You can't teach a race while making judgments to children in school as a theory to be tested. That's what her title says. That's not what she's promoting. What she really means when she says, we have to be critical of our history. No, you dumb bitch. You're not critical of history. You can't judge history. People who judge history are the problem with the system. Now, from what I can tell, she's not actually promoting the idea of judging history. When you judge history, you, you editorialize. You cannot editorialize shit. That's what I fought against for 15 fucking years is dumb little pieces of fucking filth in academics who decided to editorialize history. Do you know how much people like that fuck up 
the world of education? Now, a lot of academics out there say, oh, well, that's not really what it means. This is not, this is not, you know, including, you know, some people I know and I do care about. Uh, please don't think I'm mocking you. Um, a lot of academics basically dismiss what uh, the issue is. But when you've been in a situation where you've been dealing with this kind of attitude and you've been trying to correct history for as long as I have and uh, my dad's business has actual fucking with actual fucking facts this type of shit matters and it matters on levels that you can't you can't imagine and uh, yeah my dad has has you know his business he's been able to directly change a lot of crap that's been repeated in places like CU Boulder where the entire archaeological and social you know where the entire staff dealing with this with the same stuff that dad works with uh, comes across as I mean they should all be fired period there's no way to explain it they should be fired they're repeating shit that's over a hundred years old. They should be fired. They get upset and huffy puffy when their when their ideas are rejected because they're uneducated. They read crap from people who have never done any fucking evaluation in their lives. And they regurgitate it to students who come out of there, who destroy, who contribute to the destruction of real archaeological sites mislabeling of archaeological sites and essentially removing history from textbooks because they're too fucking stupid to know what's actually going on. I mean, stuff as simple as solstice calendars. My dad, this past, the past two years, had to actually be present at a rock formation on specific dates to catalog the fact that they were indeed giant fucking calendars even though he drew diagrams all because of an ignorant, dumb, cunt academic who would sit in his fucking office and well, you haven't convinced me. There's not enough evidence to prove that the sun is exactly here on this date. I mean, this motherfucker needs to be fired. And people like him still exist. And they exist because academics are getting away with a lot of the shit that I've just described in this podcast. And then perpetuate terms that are inappropriate because they don't know how to use them. And these pieces of shit, when they change history, because, well, we go, that type of, of bullshit, they destroy the understanding 
of human evolution, migratory patterns, among other things, on this fucking continent that predate European civilization. They're destroying history and culture. So terms are very important. And these assholes get away with it because they editorialize. The word critical is used exclusively by academics to editorialize. And that word serves no place in terms of education. Period. Editorials are for newspapers and opinion columns. Editorials are not for newspapers. When you say George Washington owned slaves, that's a fact. When you editorialize, you say, and he was a horrible man for doing it. That's editorializing. Doesn't matter if it's true. Doesn't matter if you feel it's true. Doesn't matter if you think it's true. I mean, it's true. He's kind of a shithead. But you don't fucking do that. Every sentence that you editorialize in a textbook is a sentence you take away from more information and more facts that you can feed to young minds. Or older minds. Every time you editorialize, you are feeding an ideology, regardless of how justified you feel you are. Editorializing has no place in any academic institution unless you're learning to be uh, learning the the ropes to be a fucking editor so i've just gone through each of those three words to describe what's wrong with the title and i believe it's a very strong case proving that this woman did it on purpose Possibly for career gain or maybe just for adulation or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Pretty sure she did it on purpose because you can't be in the social sciences and not know that these terms have very specific roles to play. And whenever a report was produced, an archaeological or anthropological report was produced, any of us contributing... I, I didn't really contribute too much to reports I, um, other than, uh, you know, facts and figures is mostly what I did. You know, when people would ask me, look them up, you know, I was, I was the f secretary person, towns, rain ships, you know, t you know or whatever, uh, uh, latitude, longitude, townships, rain ships, you know, that type of shit, uh, repeating them, what's this, it's here. Uh, what's the number for that artifact to say? That's what I would do. But, knowing how reports are produced, you have to be very fucking careful with your, with your words. You don't use the right word correctly, that report gets sent back. You editorialize in an inappropriate fashion, that report's set back. You can draw conclusions and analysis, but you can't fucking editorialize. And we're talking $40,000, $50,000, dollars contracts here. That's how much money each of these reports were made. 
You also had $5,000, $15,000, you know, everything ranging up to $200,000 or $300,000 contracts. That's how specific you have to prepare. So if you don't understand how specific language has to be, and you go out there in the private sector and you start fucking around, you don't have an education. You were never educated. And you have no place to talk. And I just described 90% of the fucking academics that we've had to deal with in these fields. They have no place to talk. They misuse terms. They're uneducated. They repeat bullshit that's over 100 years old that shouldn't be coming out of their fucking mouths. So, what needs to replace critical race theory? Well, first of all, the description of critical race theory is a presentation of unaltered historical facts for consumption. All right? No happy slaves in the field. Understanding the relationship of race and politics and sociology, uh, social studies, uh, any number of things. No room for editorialization. So what is that? That's an analysis. In terms of social sciences, in terms of anthropolo anthropological understanding, the word is analysis. So what should be used? Well, the process is an analysis or study of history. Uh, the term needs to be history. You know, you, you can't just say race. In, it, so it's either history or a social study. And finally, if you need another word, real. If it's fake, if it's an editorial, um, it shouldn't be present. No happy slaves in the field unless you can prove there were happy slaves in the field. You can't prove it. There's no evidence. It should not be present in the curriculum. No editorials either. Editorials are not facts. So any number of those words, like uh, you could say real historical analysis, um, advanced social analysis, uh, the, the study of uh, U.S. history, the study and analysis of U.S. history and its people, any number of these things are appropriate. They're appropriate titles. And uh, so this has been a difficult podcast to make because I've got a lot of really good friends um, who are talking about this. One of them, uh, you know, is defending the title critical race theory. Uh, you know, I appreciate you. I love you, man. You're a wonderful person. And as far as I'm concerned, you're part of my family. If you ever need anything, whatever. Uh, but, uh, in case you're listening to this, the title is very detrimental to education and everything else. And the title is what people are fighting about now more than ever. And it may sound stupid, but the 
I don't care if she meant it or not. She can change the fucking title at any point. She hasn't. She's chosen it. She likes she likes the popularity of the anger and the arguments. Um, it's inappropriate. And uh, to take to take a system that educated me when growing up and to try and rename it claim it as your own, that's inappropriate too. This woman has done nothing to further race relations. She's done everything to create conflict because she's in a war, an ideological war, to win and be popular. That's my analysis of her. I may be wrong. That's the way it seems. Her behavior seems to be all about stoking uh, fires of arguments. And you don't really need to try hard to get a racist conservative up in arms. You really don't. I could make a lemon pie recipe, call it critical race theory, and conservatives will blow their fucking brains out over it. Racist conservatives. There are a lot of conservatives out there I know who aren't racist. Um, I, I don't care if you believe me or not. I've got quite a few conservative friends. They're not racist. In fact, they're pretty hard uh, for civil rights. Not against it. For. Uh, but, you know, I can't explain why they vote the way they do. But I, I do know that they are good people and they vote for the right things when they come up for public vote. Maybe not the right people, in my opinion, but the right things. <clears throat> They've helped me out, too, in trying to fight for equality. So I'll make it this clear. I'm talking about conservative, racist Republicans. And the word racist is crucial to you understanding that. And um, no, I don't buy the oversimplified opinion of if you vote for a racist Republican, you're racist. By definition, you support racism. I don't buy into that because there are a lot of people I know that have done a tremendous amount of good things and then they'll just punch the card for someone like Trump. Like, why the fuck did you do that? Well, because he believes in the ideals I believe. Dude, you are literally fighting against everything that he has done. Well, I'm doing my part for society. I'm I, like, they're counteracting it. That's a lot of the rationale. Things are more nuanced than black and white. Especially race discussion. And that is, those words are intended. It's not just black and white here. So, um, there, the only solution I can offer is renaming critical race theory acknowledging that this program has been in schools before. Um, I mean, specifically, stop misusing the terms of critical race theory. The racist conservative Republicans will have no way to argue against a term like analysis. Social uh, uh, and ethnic uh, analysis. Historical analysis. You change it to something like that. I mean... Well, shit, ethnic. I don't want to have those ethnics. That's all they can. All Republicans will be able to say, like, yeah, but we're analyzing the situation. 
We're analyzing the history, how we came to where we were. I got an analysis for you. Like, no, dude, you just spewed something racist at me. That's not analysis. Get on my level. They won't, they won't have a leg to stand on. They'll be Strom Thurmond pissing into the wind. Now, as far as my personal opinions of should critical race theory be, you know, the definition of critical race theory, should that process be taught in school? Should that process, when I grew up in school, which had no fucking name to it, should that be taught and taught? And we called it social studies. We called it history. That's what we fucking caught and called it. Should it be taught? Well, if you don't understand how passionate I am about history and knowledge and uh, positive race relations, by now, I don't know why you're listening to me. But absolutely, it should be taught. Just to make sure you know we're on the same page. Absolutely, it needs to be taught. But we need to teach it in a way where it can't be challenged by the next Strom Thurmond. Do you know how, how long Strom Thurmond was in fucking office? I guarantee you, if I told you how long he was in office, you wouldn't fucking believe me. So look it up. Look how old he was when he served his last day in office. This man was more powerful and more destructive than Trump or any other Republican in the modern era. He was fear incarnate for anybody who was in his sights to be ruined. And he had a black daughter and he still voted against her interests. He loved her dearly. They would, they would, go, they would go places together. She would argue with him vehemently and he would still try to pass legislation that would destroy her future and the future of her children. This man was evil incarnate and you people bitch about Trump. This is why language is important in politics and society. I hope you understand why I made this podcast. I hope you understand why I have real problems against a lot of types of academics. I hope you also understand I don't hate all academics. Um, a lot of you know a lot of academics do contribute quite a bit, but in terms of academics I've dealt with in certain areas, the vast majority of them are fucking imbeciles. They should all be fired. They should have their tenure stripped from them and their PhD. They are nothing but damage to history and everything associated with it. There are people like that and they need to go now. And I'm not talking about the people who preach phrenology. I'm talking about the people who preach other uh, you know, ignorant ideals. Even people who call themselves progressive, they preach ignorant ideals and ignorant understanding of history and fight to keep their ignorance in the books. These people who participate in manipulation of uh, published journals to maintain jobs and get, and get uh, publicity and get promotions. There are a lot of real academics out there that do fight for the truth and justice. 
for those of you, I say I love you. I'm sorry that if you feel that you have been included in appropriately in the wrong category, uh, please know that I'm not including you. Only those of you out there who, who butcher history and the understanding of social sciences and, and facts and whatnot, only those of you out there who do that, uh, you are the people I'm targeting, no one else. Only those of you out there who game the published journal system in my targeting and no one else. So, rename critical race theory. Get rid of that name. Start addressing this issue in the way it needs to be addressed. Stop making up bullshit. Stop having people test the process as if it is a theory. It's not a fucking theory. We don't need to keep fighting the argument of the Scopes trial. The Scopes trial was inappropriate, terrible, and vulgar. We don't need to keep fighting these same wars or battlefields. People who stoked the, the fires on the same wars that we fought already, you're pieces of shit. I don't care where your politics lie. You're pieces of fucking shit. Fight for progress. Don't refight old battles. Stop doing stuff like misusing words. Okay, that's it. You guys have a wonderful day. Love you all. Bye.